Good morning, welcome, and thank you for joining us. My name is Dwayne Henderson, a member of Cree Lighting's training and education team and host of our e-learning series. For those watching live, happy Wednesday. Quickly about the session, once we get going, uh, we'll have about 15 minutes of content. The presenter will remain on the line for Q&A. Although the attendees are muted, we do encourage you all to use the chat and Q&A box to ask questions. Feel free to type those in during the presentation, and again, we'll loop back and answer those at the end of the session. Wednesday is industry-related content day, and today we'll gain a better understanding of bug ratings. And to walk us through that, I'd like to welcome back John Vollers. Good morning, John. Good morning, Dwayne. John, before we get started, can you quickly remind the audience about your role in the business? Sure. Uh, hi, my name is Jonathan Vollers. I'm the technical manager here at Cree Lighting, uh, mainly focused on lighting qualification, which includes Energy Star and DLC listings as well as um, uh, managing the, our accredited photometry lab. Perfect, all right, let's get started. All right, so today we're gonna talk about bug ratings. So entomology, wait a minute, not these bug ratings. We wanna look at these bug ratings. Okay, so backlight, uplight, and glare, the BUG of bug ratings. So that those ratings stem from TM15, which is an Illuminating Engineering Society, or IES, Technical Memorandum, TM, on a luminaire classification system for outdoor luminaires. Makes sense. Um, down here, we can see the graphic here um, where we understand the, the what the BUG means. So mainly focused here, backlight, uplight above the luminaire, and then glare, uh, looking here mainly at the forward, uh, forward light, forward throw of the, of the luminaire. An example of that, or a tested example of that, is this OSQ luminaire here. Uh, happens to be like a type three uh, optic, uh, so a lot of forward throw of light. So you can see the light being generated in the forward zone, and then the back light zone here we're identified in purple. And then you can see there is no up light. So our rating on this particular product happens to be a B3, U0, and G3. So as we get a little bit deeper into the presentation, you'll start to understand, well, what does B3 mean? What does G3 mean? And what does U0 mean? Now, sometimes to move forward or understand where we're at, we need to understand where we were. So the luminaire classification system, uh, it replaced the cutoff classification system from RP8. Uh, so this is a little bit of an understanding of where we were before TM15 and the new classification system or the bug ratings that came out. So the way that the cutoff classification work, system worked, it had full cutoff, cutoff, semi-cutoff, and non-cutoff. Now those four categories, you know, don't tell you a whole lot. Um, you know, you get a little bit of an idea of how the light is being distributed from the luminaire, and but you don't really know how much light you know, in what zone it might be going. Um, it, it just gives you a general indication of its its light and, and the way it's being applied. Um, but to understand them a little bit more, you can see down here in this uh, where, the, where the actual values come from and what could be called a full cutoff, cutoff or semi-cutoff. Um, you know, full cutoff here has no uplight. So that was, you know, an addition that was later this system's actually been around since I think the 60s, uh, but full cutoff was added uh, later when they wanted to start stopping upward light and really start looking at dark skies. 
So this full cutoff has no uplight, but it has that, you know, up to 11% within 80 to 90 degrees or at what's considered a high angle. And then if you look here, cutoff has upwards of 16% going upwards. You know, if you're talking a 10,000 lumen um, product, that's a fair amount of light going up and it's still called a cutoff. Uh, so that's a little bit confusing. And and then obviously semi cutoff is is having upward light. You can see here in this graphic, you know, it's, it's actually trying to di distribute light to some extent upwards, maybe to showcase a wall, who knows what for what particular application, but upwards of 31% is allowed going up. Uh, that's, you know, quite significant. And then obviously non cutoff isn't even mentioned here because it has no control. It is allowed, you know, might be a globe, uh, maybe more of a decorative item in a street, uh, like a downtown street light, uh, which is showcasing the, the facades of the buildings as well as maybe some trees. Um, so that has no, you know, no limits on how much light can go up. So again, this is this has a, a little bit of understanding of the luminaire and some visual representation here is helpful, but it doesn't tell us a lot about what the light's doing also below the luminaire and maybe understanding how to compare one full cutoff luminaire to another full cutoff luminaire. So that's where the TM15 and the uh, luminaire classification system came into play and the bug ratings came into play is to help define them a little bit better and then allow us to compare one product to another for any given application. So let's get into, you know, what the bug ratings mean. You know, backlight, so the B, is trying to understand the impact of lighting directly behind the luminaire. Uh, and you can see in this plain view from, you know, 90 degrees to 270, so behind the luminaire, where it's going to be installed in the application. You can think of, and it's also broken up into these four zones, uh, in the vertical direction. So low, low, mid, high, and very high. And you can think of the low and mid zones kind of what your impact is on the curb and the sidewalks and maybe even to into a yard if it's a residential area. So that's an area where you actually might want uh, light coming out because you want safety and security. You want that sidewalk illuminated. So that helps you understand uh, depending on your application, you may want a certain amount of backlight. Uh, and then in other applications, uh, you want to limit the amount of backlight. And, you know, the picture down below might be be one of them. Uh, but also to understand the high and, and very high zones, that's typically light that isn't very useful. You know, it's, it's possibly going to be uh, a glary. Uh, and this, this actually is part of the glare metric, the G. Uh, later as we get into that. But you can see here in this application, uh, this luminaire is sending light down and um, actually is even hitting the third story of this building. And um, so you can see that the light is really not being controlled. There's a lot of backlight, really not great. And I'm sure this homeowner is not really happy with this fixture. Um, Possibly a, a selection of a, a of a unit with a a, a lower back B rating would have been better, or possibly even adding a backlight shield, which helps even further really limit and possibly get this light distribution below that second story. Obviously, this this might impact you know as we've talked about circadian health, 
this is impacting if anyone's tried to sleep in those rooms. Um, so unfortunately, this this didn't have a lot of maybe they weren't looking at the bug rating when they were, were installing this unit or selecting it. So now we're going to talk about U. U is the uplight. And that's really obviously understanding the impact of lighting above the luminaire. And you can see that here. And it's broken up into two zones. The low zone is between 90 and 100 degrees. And then high is everything above that. Um, you know, most applications around the country, certainly roadway applications, require a U of zero. So literally zero uplight going into these zones. Um, but it, it helps understand that a U of one is actually very limited as well. It's only upwards of 10 lumens in the low zone and 10 lumens allowed in the high zone. So you're looking at maybe upwards of 20 lumens. So a U of one isn't necessarily uh, a limiting factor for you know applying a luminaire to your application, as long as that U of zero is not required. Um, so, because you're really talking maybe upwards of, you know, 10, 15 lumens compared to the 10,000 lumens or more that is being thrown down on the ground. So, you know, the application might be absolutely acceptable for it. And it's also important to understand that a lot of this U0 came from the desire to recapture our, our night skies, you know, uh, showcasing down here where we're getting a lot of light pollution, sky glow and you know a, a drive by the international dark sky which is great um, but also when you are in an application a u of zero does not necessarily guarantee you know sky glow or no light pollution so you need to understand how much light is being thrown down on the um on the surface which with your you're illuminating whether it's a parking lot a parking garage or a roadway and how much light will be reflected back up and then also depending on your luminaire, if it has too much high angle light, you might hit particles in the air or humidity and that will reflect up and create sky glow as well. So this is just one piece of information. The B, U, and G are just pieces of information that help you make better selections in your applications, but it, it's not the only piece of information. It needs to be taken as a whole. So here we're gonna look at the G or glare rating, uh, and really this is more possible glare zones. And glare, it's really a simplified term, and the value G is, is doesn't necessarily mean that the luminaire is glary. You know, just because there's a number there, it's actually putting light maybe where you want it, depending on the application. And one of the things I'd say about that is that bug sounds better than boo-ha. So, you know, backlight, uplight, and high angle light. <laughs> so uh, bug is probably what kind of got selected there as it's, 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 it's much more catchy. Um, but again, so the glare metric or rating focuses on the high and very high zones, both in the forward light here. So you can see the high and very high. So 60 to 80 and then 80 to 90 degrees on the forward side, but also on the back side. So, you know, you need to understand that it does actually rate both for forward and backlight. And you can see here in this application, uh, probably one of the biggest concerns is on, in a roadway application where if you're getting too much uh, intensity in this high, very high zone, as you're driving upon this roadway light, this luminaire, depending on its pole height, 
And depending on its intensity, it could cause a driver to have really almost some disability glare where they're not able to see well. And that is certainly a safety issue where you can have, uh, you know, they're not identifying a pedestrian, maybe miss a stop sign, um, all these things that can affect uh, their ability to drive and create an unsafe environment. Uh, so that's certainly a very, very important aspect of this selection for this luminaire and understanding how much how much intensity is in those high and very high zones. Um, the other thing I'd say here is if I was this homeowner, I'd be really unhappy with this selection as I'm really getting bathed in light and, you know, certainly the second story is bathed and you're really probably going to be a little difficult to sleep if you don't uh, shade those rooms very well. So here we're going to look at um, the actual where those ratings come from. You know, again, this is absolute lumens. These tables are an absolute. Um, and compared to the previous system, which was percentages, so as you went higher, um, you could actually have more light in these zones and it wouldn't change your, your you know, whether you're cut off or semi cut off per se. Here, these are absolute lumens. So if you're a 5,000 lumen Cobra head or a 40,000 lumen area light, your, your rating is going to change based on the amount of lumens that you're putting out in these zones. Here we're showing the backlight rating. Uh, this has, really looks at the back low, mid, and high areas. And then you can see the cutoff points. These are 1,000 lumens, 2,500 lumens for the different ratings. Then here in the uplight rating, or the U, uh, you can see the two zones that were identified before and the lumen values that would correspond to that rating. As I, as I mentioned before, you know, a U of 1 is actually not a lot of lumens. U of 2 is only 50, so still not a ton more. And then over here in the G metric, you can see that there's actually two tables, and that's important to understand because different types of luminaires have different distributions of light on purpose. They're used for different applications. So that OSQ that we're going to look at, or that we looked at earlier in the uh, slide deck, was a type 3. So that's an asymmetric luminaire where it's throwing light very in the forward zone and is going to have a less light in the backward zone. So this would be rated based on this table. A product that's a type 5 or type 5 square is really more of an area or parking lot light where you're really wanting distribution all the way around the luminaire. So your zones are actually going to be even both forward and backward. So these are important to understand when you're applying these metrics. So let's look at the example that I showed earlier. I'm gonna add here, you know, again, this was a B3, U0, G3, and you can see the breakdown of lumens in each zone. So I applied, uh, um, a square around each zone and its value. So for this particular OSQ, the backlight rating was a B3. And you can see here that in each zone, it was less than 2,500 lumens. And note, the expectation for backlight is that the mid zone is gonna have the most lumens. So therefore, a B2 is actually 2,500 or less. A B3 allows for up to 5,000 or less. But, whatever zone you're in, the highest zone you're in, in any of the uh, vertical zones is going to dictate that you're a B3. 
you don't get any, uh, you know, you don't get two and a half because you have uh, one of the zones here. Um, you the uprating uplight rating easily. You, there's no uplight on this product, so therefore it's a U of zero. And now we apply, as I mentioned, it was a type three optic, and so you're looking at this table up here due to its asymmetrical distribution nature. And the very high zone and the high zone, uh, both front and back, excuse me, the very high zone for front and back, you know, less than 225 lumens, less than 100 lumens. So it's not distributing light at that very high angle, which is great. Um, but we do have where it does a lot of its work, the forward light is a, uh, less than 7,500 and the backlight is less than 2,500. So you can see the disparity here between the two for this asymmetric expected distribution. And it's going to be a G3. And if it was a type 5 light, you would see that it actually would allow for upwards of 7,500 lumens in both directions and still be a G3. So this is, hopefully you've uh, seen how the bug ratings are applied, where they came from, and, and seeing what the values mean here for absolute lumens. Hopefully it was helpful. Thank you. Thanks, John. Uh, just to remind the audience, if there are any questions, please go ahead and submit those through either the chat box or the Q&A box. Um, John, while we're giving the audience a, a chance to kind of think of, of, of some questions, the, the full cutoff classification, I still hear sometimes customers talk about that. Just to be clear, that has kind of gone away. And, and today, if we're considering, uh, you know, any of these metrics, backlight, uplight, or glare, we should be transitioning to, to bug ratings, correct? That is correct. And, and you know, I think the full cutoff, when somebody at least mentions that, you'd be, you know, you kind of reverberate back to them or, or reiterate to them that it'd be a U of zero is what you're looking for, um, would be equivalent. And then your B and your G are now new metrics that add data. So really that, that bug rating is going to be a much more helpful tool. Yeah, one of the other things I, I found interesting is on the, the tables, we have the, the OSQ that you show, but we also have a, a high output version in OSQHO. Uh, according to the tables, though, they're, they're really not treated any differently in terms of the amount of lumens that they can have in any of those buckets, correct? That is correct. And, and it's important to understand, like, if you were applying a, uh, you know, a, a 20, 30-foot pole parking light lot, you know, and you're looking at an OSQ maybe in that scenario, um, it, you know, that B3, U0, G3 might make sense. But if you're in a high mast application where, you know, you have a 40 or 50,000 lumen product, it's probably going to be a B5, U0, G5. But really you need to make sure that you're comparing uh, units that go into, or, you know, products that go into that application. You shouldn't compare a product that's designed for that high mast application and a product, you know, for a roadway or a, you know, uh, maybe a residential area, they're going to, it's, it, you're really kind of comparing apples and oranges because of that absolute lumen uh, value. Yeah. So if you think about like the 60 degree main beam or where the, the highest intensity of light is, is coming from a luminaire. And um, if you exceed that, there, there's some benefits sometimes of doing that. So I always, you know, talk to customers about, you know, the, the reason we would, might want to do that is if my pole spaces are greater apart, I can I can kind of fill in the gaps between the poles and, and my economics can be better. So there's certainly trade-offs in, in terms of trying to manage all of this. And if you get too restrictive, you could economically kind of, um, you know, affect the, the project as well, correct? 
Yeah, and 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 I think the thing to understand is that again that the bug rating is a piece of data, and that really hitting your illuminance and uniformity ratios. So there's those are really your first selective tools where you now understand. Okay, I have manufacturer A, B, and C, and they all meet the uniformity I want. The, the illuminance levels I need to meet are the particular RP, the application I'm using. And then I want to go look at the bug ratings for each of those luminaires and say, okay, you know, this has a lower glare rating. Let me look at that. Let me understand that a little bit better. And, or maybe um, I happen to have a light trespass issue with a, you know, a boundary line. And I want to understand how that luminaire is going to work in that application and maybe I have more options from this customer A. Hopefully that customer A is creed lighting, but you know, it, it's really a piece of data that's part of the selection process and not necessarily your first piece of data. Yeah, I know when our, our design team looks at projects and we certainly value the, the lighting design process. Uh, and a lot of the solutions, we have a, a type five medium and a type five short, and the team will often use the short first and if I can meet the design criteria using the five short optic, let's not increase the, the main beam, let's, let's manage it that way. But again, if the spacing doesn't allow us to do that, um, you know, sometimes you have to approach it uh, differently. I guess the, the, the last thing I'll, I'll mention, John, is that, you know, sometimes uplight is good. So think about a parking garage, right? If I had a U of zero on every spec that I wrote and, and I wanted a parking garage where, or for a lot of customers, they like an uplight effect, the ceiling's kind of containing in any way uh, we, we can't form habits around all products and all applications, right? Absolutely, yeah, and and, and a parking garage is a great, you, you don't want that co cave effect, right, where the ceiling is dark. So having upwards of 5%, maybe typically is what I've seen on parking garage fixtures, uh, which could be, you know, that, you, you know, if you're talking a four or 5,000 lumen product, it's a fair amount of light, certainly is going to give you a, a U of, of two, maybe a, a U of three, depending on the, you know, how much light you're trying to produce. So a U isn't necessarily bad, a B isn't necessarily bad, a G isn't necessarily bad. It's really important to understand that it's a, what's appropriate for your application. Okay. I do I do have a few questions here that, that popped in. So one question is, is asking, you know, what's the ideal bug rating? So we talked a little bit about this, but assuming for like a typical maybe a parking lot or, or, or a streetlight application, they're asking about a 303. Do you have any comments in terms of, of what typically would be considered a, a good or ideal type of, of bug rating? Yeah, there's really not an ideal. Um, I think if you, you know, if you were to look at a residential, you know, lower lumen uh, Cobra head, uh, like kind of like our XSP R's uh, or smalls now, I should say, um, you know, you might be at a, a, a B2 U0 uh g2 you know something like that um and then as we showed here this was a, a parking you know an area light probably a little bit higher value maybe 10 to fifteen thousand lumens and you're looking at like a b3 u0 g3 so it does give you an indication of you know kind of a, the luminaires getting higher and higher probably in general but you know so there's really not an idea or typical once un, until you get into your application and you understand that you're meeting your application needs for illuminance uniformity and then that bug rating helps maybe define between customer a customer b or maybe luminaire a luminaire b and not so much 
before you just even select what Luminaire A is and Luminaire B is. Yeah, there's a similar question here about, you know, the OSU we showed had a B3 and a G3, uh, and we talked about, you know, that's acceptable. They were, they were asking how do we evaluate acceptable ratings when specifying fixtures. Can you discuss the selective criteria when there is no spec? So how you might approach it when there's not a specification driving it, but, but you want to try to be aware of, of these. Yeah, I, I, so it's kind of reiterating some of what I said, but in the more like if I were to go and select a luminaire, uh, so, you know, any of those pictures I showed, I would look at, you know, I have a pull, you know, I'm probably doing a retrofit, you know, not most of our installs are retrofitting. So we're not moving poles. We're not moving pole heights typically. So we have to really take into account. All right. We have a 20 foot pole or, uh, you know, whatever, whatever is installed in that area. So once I do that, once I understand that I would go and start gauging my lumens, you know, my lumen values and what I want to replace it with to make sure I get my illuminance and and my uniformity that I, I want to try and be successful on. You know, if if I could get that from an XSP and an OSQ and, and a, you know, maybe the RSW, I might be looking at these different types of luminaires. I would then go look at the bug ratings and take those into account saying, Okay, I have a home over here. I really want to get my G down. Um, you know, I want I, all of these meet my uniformity and my illuminance ratios. I want to down select to a better, better unit that's going to maybe provide better control uh, and not hurt, you know, harm this whole house that's sitting over here or create light trespass. So I would really think of the bug ratings as probably more of a down select where you're going from two or three or four luminaires that meet your application, but you want to refine it down to that last one. Uh, and that bug rating would be kind of more of that secondary piece of data that would help down select to the right luminaire. Yeah, there's a, there's another question and it, it's kind of similar to that. What's the best approach to use our fixture bug rating to combat tier two and, and tier three companies? So I think a lot of the things you just talked about there, right? Finding the solution. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think the thing, I think probably the biggest one that's going to jump out of you, tier two, tier three companies, especially compared to Cree lighting is, you know, our optical control is, is to be honest, is superior. Um, you know, we're putting the light where we want it, where it's appropriate for the application. So you're really going to start to see, you know, say that OSQ in a similar lumen value, everything else is kind of equal. You know, we're probably going to have a B3, U0, G3, and that tier two, tier three company, which is really maybe just having very little optical control is really creating a lot of, you know, um, possibly glare. That G ratings and, and really the B rating too then might go up as well, but that G rating will probably start to shoot up. Um, and I would typically, the other thing I'd say, and this is this is just more experience, uh, ex my experience and not necessarily, I don't know how true it is, but in general, the B and the G usually kind of go together if you have a good optical, optical control. And, uh, or, you know, unless you have a backlight shield or you're really trying to drop that B down for some reason with extra control. If you start to see a B of three and then a G of five, uh, I start to get a little concerned that you're getting some really high, very high angle light that is wasted. You're not using that light 
you're not really using it for the application at all, it's going to cause more problems than it's worth. So that's that's something to look out for is when your G starts to really shift because it's looking at that very high angle where the backlight does not. So if you start to see that kind of be disproportionate, uh, that's kind of an indicator of of possibly, you know, bad optical control. Yeah, last thing here, John, I just want to mention that, you know, we do, and you did mention in your presentation, we do have backlight uh, control sold as field primarily field installed accessories. Do you test for those and do we adjust the uh, backlight or B rating for those? Yes, we do. So we uh, will run through our photometry, you know, to, to launch a product. We'll do the base uh, luminaire, you know, base optics with no uh, backlight controls. And that's kind of what you saw here. Uh, I'll show this quick. Um, so this is a, you know, this is a typical OSQ type three. So, you know, there's, and, you know, this doesn't look like a lot of backlight, but it's, it's, it's still a B3. Uh, but then we would add, you know, you can add a field accessory that would actually create a, a physical barrier uh, behind the, the LED portion. And that would drop it even further if you really wanted to have, you know, almost no backlight whatsoever. Uh, so, yeah, we do add those control features. And sometimes for some of our products, we even have the side lights uh, or forward, uh, you know, cul-de-sac uh, type of shields, depending on the application. Obviously, those are probably less than 5% of typical installations. But you know what? Sometimes, you know, it's really important for that resident, right, that, that we control that light appropriately. And sometimes you need to use some mechanical features to do so. Okay, perfect. Well, John, if you want to go to the last slide, we'll close up shop. I do want to thank you for the, your time and presentation. I also want to thank the audience for joining us. The uh, next uh, live session will be on Friday. We'll talk about our connected KBL high base. We did some uh, work with Uline, so we'll, we'll kind of review that uh, project. And then on Monday, we'll talk about specialized street lighting applications for people and, and wildlife. So we'll kind of uh, go through some warmer color temperatures and um, have some discussion around that. And then on next Wednesday, our, our industry session will be around the IES, uh, the lighting resource for the industry. So with that, thanks for joining us. Uh, again, all the sessions are being recorded. You can find that content on our YouTube channel. Uh, thanks, everyone, and enjoy your day.